Rinsma with Not Yet on Victory 91.5. It's Coffee with Corey, and I'm here with Ray Haynes, and we're talking about fall feasts, and you were mentioning something in the book of Revelation that maybe our listeners have never heard about, this thing called the Pale Horse or Horseman. Sure. And actually, it's been uh, two cups of coffee with Corey this morning. I don't know how many you had. <laughs> too many. Might need, might, need, <laughs> might need another one after we talk about the horseman. Huh? Well, in Revelation, there is the in, the in the end times, when it does come, it's not right now, but you're going to see four horses of the apocalypse. And each one of them have a specific color that goes with it. Back in the springtime, God began showing me what was going to be coming. And uh, sure enough, it took me a little while because I didn't really want to, I don't like bad news. So I held off on it until I actually did Pentecost and I did all four horses there. But each one of them kind of came during uh, the, the feast. One at the Purim and one at Passover, one at Second Passover and then one at Pentecost. And then I thought that was going to be it. And then sure enough, as these fall feasts, which this year has been about God's showing me how the four spring match up with the fall so that they're almost one feast and so it was a whole lot of things to kind of be digesting and so I wasn't too surprised that when we got to the late summer or the ninth of Av and looking back at Tammuz that uh, the first horse went out again and then we had the first of Elul which kind of was like Passover and so that was a second horse and then Rosh Hashanah along with the days of awe and Yom Kippur were the third horse and so here we are at Tabernacles last feast last horse so this is just something you know you can take it or leave it toss it aside if if uh, it doesn't hit your heart but I believe a condensed preview of this fourth horseman happened back at Pentecost and I believe it also happened during uh, Sukkot the Feast of Tabernacles just like it did in the spring. Here's what the Bible says the fourth seal and the pale horse I looked in there before me was a pale horse now just so you know pale there they give it a lot of different colors dappled nests but it, it really means green but it means the green of death its rider was named Death, and Hades was following close behind him. They were given power over a fourth of the earth to kill by sword, famine, and plague, and by the wild beasts of the earth. It's Revelation 6-8. Now, in the end times, that horseman will likely kill several billion souls, but obviously this is a condensed preview. So, like the rest of the glimpses earlier this year, the outcome will be horrible, but much on a much smaller scale. The word for kill here means to kill in any way to destroy, to allow to perish, or to deprive a spiritual life, or procure eternal misery in hell. Not a fun word, but this horseman is destruction. When he was released on Pentecost, that night racial riots led and paid for by anarchists broke out and still continue in some parts of the U.S. So for me, this was a pretty significant horse. And when I, you know, I had no idea, you know, what God was talking about at the time. But of course, afterwards, I could see the horseman's commission is to carry out all four judgments of God with sword, famine, pestilence and wild beasts. What the sword leaves, famine will take. What famine leaves, pestilence will take. And what pestilence leaves behind, the wild beasts will finish. It's a picture of nations, empires and kingdoms being vanquished. It's not just collecting a certain number of lives. He brings destruction. So his focus may be more on the third world nations who've been hit so hard by many plagues, including locusts, COVID, a collapsed food supply, and a starvation rate now doubled. I, I don't know. I'm just telling you what I what I was seeing, what, how it all adds up. I, I, I can't tell you. I do know one thing. Why does the pale horse occur on tabernacles? Revelation 6, 8, they're given power over a fourth of the earth to kill by sword, famine, and plague, and by the wild 
beasts of the earth. Well, one of the things as I was studying this year and really discovering is, what does the Feast of Tabernacles have to do with wide-scale death? It's like a week of celebration. Well, God's command to celebrate it connected it directly to the night of the death angel and the Passover in Egypt. That was pretty wide-scale death. It's the thousand-year reign of Christ when those who are martyred for the testimonies reign and rule with Christ, and everyone else, the dead, stay where they are. The focus of Sukkot is on fruit. I looked, and there before me was a white cloud, and seated in the cloud was one like the Son of Man with a crown of gold on his head and a sharp sickle in his hand. The time to reap has come, for the harvest of the earth is ripe. So he who was seated on the cloud swung his sickle over the earth, and the earth was harvested. So that's good and bad right there. That's death. There's three other things. So famine, the real essence of what is about to happen and continue for some time is the realization that most people do not hear the voice of the Lord. Long ago, they started believing everything was relative. Now truth is whatever they say it is. They make it true because they believe it. If they feel afraid to them, it means they should be afraid. And next comes sheer irrational terror, all because of a feeling. They've come to love falsehood, so they don't consider God an answer, let alone the only answer. Now, the days are coming, declares the Sovereign Lord, when I will send a famine through the land, not a famine of food or thirst for water, but a famine of hearing the words of the Lord. Amos 8. For the bread of God is the bread that comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. And Jesus declared, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never go hungry, and whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. See, if you press into Jesus, you'll be just fine. And I don't know that you've noticed it, but, you know, it's hard to have conversations with some people anymore. They have their opinion, and that's all they have. And there's just no ability to move them from it. COVID was really never the real plague. It surely brought great death. And, of course, we just prayed a little bit ago for President Melania because they have COVID. No symptoms and there's not really any danger they feel, but they have it. It surely brought great death, but it really was words. It was lies and deception that stoked irrational fears that shut down our nation, created a divide that really not seen for a very long time. There's no peace, just a continued rejection of God's words. God's ways and God's promises. The racial riots and anarchy in our nation reflect the same rejection of the blessings of God in our day. That's just a bad choice all the way around. For wild beasts, well, locusts have devastated the third world this year. Anarchists and rioters are trying to disrupt and destroy, hinder and intimidate. Elections in America are drawing near. I believe all things will be well. But God gives a serious warning to what will happen in the end if you choose ungodly leaders. And so I would just remind you, put the trumpet to your lips. An eagle is over the house of the Lord because the people have broken my covenant and rebelled against my law. Israel cries out to me, our God, we acknowledge you. But Israel has rejected what is good. An enemy will pursue him. They set up kings without my consent. They choose princes without my approval. With their silver and gold, they make idols for themselves, their, their own destruction. They sow the wind and reap the whirlwind. The stock has no head. It will produce no flower. Where to yield grain, foreigners would swallow it up. Well, it was on Pentecost that the race and anarchist riots began when the pale horse glimpse first began. There's no way to predict that in detail. I only knew the pale horse was coming. Likewise, for Sukkot, I know the horse is coming, but I have no idea what his focus will be. It could be racial and anarchy again or something completely different. Since Pentecost was a specific day, it was easy to know when the horse was coming. But with Sukkot, there are three significant holy days that are set apart. The first day, which is tonight. The last day, the seventh, which is next Friday night. And then the eighth day, which is Saturday night, Sunday. My sense is that it will be at the end of Sukkot. Not tonight, but next weekend. I also feel like the greater impact will be on the nations rather than America. One final note. This is not the year 5780 anymore, okay? When the mouths of so many cause so much devastation, it's 5781, pay a left. Where the mouth of the Lord speaks. He gets the final word. 
and he brings justice with him. There are blessings approaching. Light is dawning more than enough to deal with a pale horse. This is Psalm 46. God is our refuge and strength, an ever-present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth give way and the mountains fall into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam and the mountains quake with their surging. There is a river whose streams make glad the city of God. The holy place where the most high dwells. God is within her. She will not fall. God will help her at break of day. Nations are in uproar. Kingdoms fall. He lifts his voice. The earth melts. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Come and see what the Lord has done. The desolations he has brought on the earth. He makes wars cease to the ends of the earth. He breaks the bow and shatters the spear. He burns the shields with fire. He says, be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord Almighty with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. And I'll leave it there. That's the Feast of Tabernacles, or just the Feast.